0: ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. If you want to uh, talk about our guy who passed away yesterday at the age of 44, Jeff Dickerson. Give us a call, 312-332-3776. I got some other stuff I want to play anyway here. But um, if you've tried to get in, yesterday I know the phones were jammed and we were talking a lot, and uh, today the same way. So if you tried to get in and you have some things to say, I mean, yesterday the callers were, they were bringing me to tears. There's a guy we have in one of our promos, and every time we, they play the promo, we start crying. <laughs> the one that says, we'll never hear him again. It's like, really? Did you have to go there? Um, you're right, but uh, every time I hear it, and it, Waddle said that he seems to be getting a little soft because, um, he tears up a little bit more for songs. And I've had AFib a couple of times, atrial fibrillation three times. Um, and after the first time the guy had mentioned the doctor, the guy, I, he became a doctor. I should think I could at least call him a doctor. So the doctor, the cardiologist told me that, once you have anything to do with your heart, heart problems, heart you know things um you get a little more sensitive. I'm watching like t v shows and I'm tearing up and crying i mean it's crazy and yesterday, sitting here with carmen and uh and waddle and uh Sylvie after j d passed away, it was really difficult. but we had one of his his um guys call up uh, one of his i think is his Pledge brothers down at Illinois, and he talked about going to see j d at hospice, or it was either at hospice or at his house before he went into hospice. And um, they said they were going to get something to eat if J.D. wanted anything. He said, listen, I can't turn down Taco Bell. And he said, give me a Nachos Grande and two soft tacos. And we laughed about it yesterday. When I left here, I went to the Taco Bell near my house, Cass in uh, 75th. There's one right by my house, like on um, Lamont in 75th. But the last couple of times I've gone there, I've been disappointed Poor, uh, I mean, I don't know. They're looking for help. So I didn't like that. So I went to the other one. And I got a Nachos grande and two soft tacos. I think we should get Taco Bell to change the name of that. It should be, I want to get the JD special. The Nachos grande and two soft tacos. Because it was really good. But I got to tell you, I was really hungry. So I also threw in a um, uh, crunch wrap. Then I realized it was probably too much. But at that point, you know, I was still thinking about all the good times with J.D., so it all went down well with a uh, a nice beverage. 312 uh, 332 We'll get to your calls in a second. Um, I said I wanted to play uh, Matt Nagy because earlier today up at Hallis Hall, I mean, J.D. has covered the Bears for 20 years, and uh, he made great relationships with Bears players, Bears coaches, and uh, Matt Nagy, in his Wednesday
1: press conference today, he had something to say about J.D. right at the very beginning. I want to start off by giving my thoughts and prayers to uh, to Jeff Dickerson's family and his son Parker. Um, obviously, it's a it's a tough day for all of us. We we know how much uh, Jeff meant to all of us. We all have different stories, be you know, with him. And um, for me, you know, I, I was able to have um, four good years, uh, being able to learn who he is as a person and get to hear his stories. And and when when I think about Jeff, I, I think about you know. How positive he was, which you know we all talk about, he's always glass half full um with me, he was always very supportive and respectful, which you know is uh is pretty neat in in this day and age to have somebody like that um from the very start uh and, and I appreciated that um you know I think about the good thoughts I have with him and, and I think back to this past draft i him as a prognosticator i mean he I remember him texting me a couple of days before the draft and uh and talking about all these predictions of who we may draft and may not draft. And he said, he's going to go ahead and say that we're going to draft Tevin Jenkins. And uh, it was, it was crazy, uh, you know, that, that ended up happening, but uh, he didn't care about what anybody else was saying. That's what, that's what he predicted. And what do you know? You know, so he, he never, he never ended up bragging to me about that, which is just kind of who he is. Um, but I think he always knew that I, that I knew. So uh, he's positive. He's a, uh, prognosticator. And, and the last thing is, you know, how proud he was of his son Parker. Um, you know, I just, I go back to thinking of all the, uh, you know, the, the, the stories of the conversations before we had ever talked football, it was always about, um, you know, the, the baseball tournament that he was playing or, you know, the football game and it's just who he was. So, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, super proud. And I think that that's, uh, you know, we know that. Yeah. There's no doubt. And and when I saw that from Matt Nagy, uh, I
0: saw it right after the Bears posted it, I immediately said, it's just a game. Some of the things that we've said, heck, even I've said about Matt Nagy, uh, probably shouldn't be said about an individual, <laughs> a human being, because we've said some pretty brutal things, okay? Um, Matt Nagy as a person, nice guy. Probably want him as a neighbor, okay? Um, as an offensive coordinator, <sighs> not so good. That's our opinion. And eventually, if he doesn't do his job well and he hasn't done his job well, the Bears will eventually make a change. But it was so great to hear him say that today about a guy that we have all come to know and love uh, here a long time at ESPN 1000. Also, Darnell Mooney, uh, who's been around for just a little while, but he also talked about J.D. First off, I want
2: to uh, start off by uh, giving my condolence to uh, Mr. Rick- Mr. Dickerson's uh, family. Uh, tragic loss and the, their family. Uh, also, give out my condolences to his son as well. I know they have been. Uh, he's been going through a, a traumatic uh, situation with uh, with his mother and and his his father. So, uh, we want to take out the time to give my condolences to, to him and uh, his family.
0: That was El Mooney. I know that also Eddie Jackson said something about it, and I know that in his uh, press conference today that um, Vic Fangio with the Broncos also said. Um, you know, gave some condolences to JD and his family, and uh, to his son Parker. Um, Fangio was here as the defensive coordinator, and um, he had many, many uh, dealings with JD uh, when he was here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. One thing I found because I couldn't find any of our and callers hanging there, I'll get right to you. I couldn't find any of, um, of the pregame shows that I did with Mongo because uh, I would do this, I'd be sitting right where I am right now in the first Midwest Bank Studios, and we would do a pregame show, and we'd always have J.D. on from wherever ballpark, whatever stadium he was at, and J.D. would give us what the weather's like, what the temperature's like, what's going to happen, and he and Mongo would go back and forth about the highlights from the game. I could not find that, but I did find a um, J.D. jumping on a postgame show last year. Well, actually, it's this year. It was January 10th after the Bears lost to the New Orleans Saints. And Jeff Meller was talking about the Bears going forward. And uh, he was talking with J.D. And um, Howard Griffith was also on the show. You might hear him in the background. But this is Jeff Meller talking with Jeff Dickerson after the Bears went out in the playoffs last season.
2: If they cut ties with Mitch, I don't see how you could let Ryan Pace be the guy to select another quarterback. That, That just sets your
3: franchise back four years if he's wrong again.
2: I mean, I would just ask this question, and I'm not trying to be glib or anything, but I mean, if you're going to bring him back, Trubisky, now, I'm not saying that he doesn't have ability, that he doesn't do certain things well. I'm not saying that, okay? But when you're talking about the quarterback position, the most important position, you either got one or you don't. They don't got one. They're going to bring him back. I'm going to ask you guys this question. What is the point? What's the point? We're doing, we'll are we be doing the same thing next year, probably not even talking about a playoff berth. I mean, you're literally wasting everyone's time. And that's what they are—they're time wasters. And yeah. uh, my time is precious, and so is yours.
0: And that was JD at the end of the season last year, as uh, the Bears went out in the playoffs with the loss to the New Orleans Saints. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go out to Roselle and Dave. You're on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Dave. Hey, Fred. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing okay. Getting by. It's uh, nice <laughs> yeah. to talk to people with all the great memories of JD.
4: Me too. I just wanted to share with you guys that. I mean, like everybody keeps saying, I've listened to ESPN radio for as long as I can remember. I consider you guys all part of my extended family and friends, like everybody says. But I'm sharing in your loss today because the day after Thanksgiving, my family and I, we lost my oldest brother, John, to brain cancer just recently. And we all know how terrible this disease is. And just hearing the outpouring of all the love and stuff for J.D., it reminds me a lot of my brother and the things that people have been saying about him. And it's like, Yurko said something earlier today when I was listening that God takes the best of them, and that couldn't be more true because throughout his whole life, I mean, everybody that's ever known my brother, John, he was just on his straight path, never veered off of it, and just was always the good guy, and the, I, I don't know him personally, but I feel like I, I know a lot of you guys, like yeah. like I said, consider you guys my friends. I, I don't know what I'd do some days I get up and I turn you guys on and the radio's on until... The shows are over, and that, I, sometimes it's what gets me through the days, especially this past month, because, man, do we we really miss my brother, and I just want everybody to know, like everybody already has, is all the thoughts and prayers are going out to Parker. That that, that good little guy who I heard is, sounds like one one hell of a kid. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of prayers and support for him, but I, I share in your guys' grief because I'm going through the same thing right now, and it's just I, it's a wonderful tribute to J.D., and this past month of the outpouring of love for our family and for my brother has been the same. But we know where they are, and the good ones get their angel wings early, I guess. It's yeah. just kind of tough for all the rest of us to swallow. But
0: Dave, did, we Dave, know where they're at. Yeah, we do. We know exactly where they're at. Did your did your brother suffer for a long time? Uh, he actually was
4: diagnosed about 14 months ago. And, he uh, yeah, he was having headaches and stuff. So yeah. if anybody is ever having questions or you're kind of concerned about it, a good my my our best friend John finally pushed my brother John. He's like, dude, go get it checked out. And sadly, they found a a big tumor. Yeah. And you know, but he had surgery and he fought a good fight and he never complained. Just like it sounds like JD never he was always my brother was always worried about everybody else. Sure. Always making sure everybody else was okay. So I just kind of feel like my brother John and JD were kind of similar folks. They might have never known each other, obviously, but. Just the same kind of people, and like Yur- Yurko said, like right, they 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 take the best ones for some reason. But yeah, you know we know we know where, where they are, and we just got to keep their memories very close, and just I guess try to just be more like they yeah. they are because we we know they're with us, they're supporting us, they're watching over all of us now. And like I this I love ESPN Radio so much, and like thank you guys for all that you do because I really feel like you guys are just all friends of ours too and you guys just please keep doing what you're doing and thoughts and prayers to JD's family and especially for Parker we're all thinking about him today for sure and I just appreciate you guys letting me talk about my brother because he was my best friend and I miss yeah. him every day Fred.
0: I, I appreciate it Dave and I, I know uh, my prayers are up for you too because that's it's a terrible thing my my wife's cousin's husband Billy um, he, had, he had brain cancer and it was awful at the end and it's uh, so sad and when they tell you it's brain cancer and you, there's nothing you can do. And it's uh, absolutely brutal. And it was a terrible, terrible uh, way for Billy to end and go out. Um, so I, my sympathies to you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. 332 One of the things that all this does, and I, I went home after working yesterday, and I got up this morning, and my buddies and I, my high school buddies and a couple of younger guys... Um, I got, we got a group of about seven guys, and we used to go to breakfast all the time. And it's difficult for me on the weekends because I work weekends. But you may have heard last week, I'm retiring. I will not be working at all after January 9th. I'll be doing the Bears post game show and I'll be done. But I contacted my buddies yet earlier today, and I said, listen, we've got to get together. We've got to get together, breakfast one of this one of these days a saturday or a sunday in january let's do it let's figure it out we got to get it done because covid stopped us and we need to get together we need to see our friends we need to see our pals we need to tell the people that we're with how much they mean to us how much we love them before they're gone okay and uh, i'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back also um I've got that clip, I think, of what Yurko said because I, as soon as I heard it, uh, David brought it up. As soon as I heard it, I said we got to get that. Uh, so we, we, I think I have that three one two three three two three seven seven six. I'm here till six o'clock, and then it'll be Black and Abdallah. They'll be taking your phone calls and all that and more right here on ESPN one thousand.
2: As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund.
0: Fred Huebner with you. I'll be here till 6. Then it'll be a Black and Amdala with you and um we'll talk more about Jeff dickerson and um the uh the gofundme is uh just continuing to grow and it was just great to see four hundred sixty seven thousand two hundred eighty six dollars uh you can get that at gofundme and it's parker's fund um we get back to the callers in one second i just want to mention that um the caller earlier talked about what Yurko said on the air earlier today. And as soon as I heard it, I, call, I sent a message to our producer, Eric Ostrowski. I said, we got to get that. So here's what it was. For one reason or another, I always say God takes the best. Hmm.
5: And, uh, you know, when you talk about J.D., J.D. fits the bill right there. I mean,
0: he, he lived his life with tremendous dignity, and he died tremendous with tremendous dignity. Yeah. God, the good Lord, takes only the best. And um, yeah, they they had the uh, the old Billy Joel song "Only the Good Die Young." Um, it's it's awful, but uh, a lot of times you look at it and it's um, it sounds it seems like it's true. And um, yeah, JD goes way 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 too young, especially after all he went through with his wife passing away, and uh, now his eleven year old son Parker is uh, without parents. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Kevin Fishman is going to join us in uh, about ten minutes. Uh, let's go on out to the roads and Pat. Pat, you are on ESPN one thousand. What's happening?
6: Hey Fred, Con- congrats on your retirement. Thanks, My Pat. Condolences uh, on JD's passing. Uh, hate to be uh, talking under these circumstances, but uh, I was JD's cameraman for Channel Seven uh, when he covered uh, road road games for us and. Uh, Uh, November 9th was the last road game he covered. That was in Pittsburgh, and uh, that was the last time I saw him. And uh, I I guess I can just remember him how he always was, which was just a great guy. A couple of quick things that I'll share is I told uh, your producer that uh, I went to Catholic school, so I'm a smartass like Waddle and Gian Greco. So uh, I would always tease him about the foibles of the university of Illinois athletics, because let's face it over the last uh, 10 years, when I've been working with uh, JD, they have they've been not, not great more than they've been great. And he would never, he, he would just take it. He would never come back ab- about it. And then uh, he would always tie a full Windsor knot on his neck ties. And they would always be, Crooked to the right because that was the side he was tying it from. So I would always say, "Boy, I got to show you, U of I guys, how to how to tie a, a, a necktie." Yeah, and he would just take it, but like that's <laughs> just like the guy that he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand that because I do the same thing. Mine's always off to one side too. <laughs> I, 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 I I can't figure it out. But and so did when you saw him on the road. Had you known about his uh, his condition at all? Uh, I
6: had found out over the summer I called him just find out because we were very uncertain about you know with what the what the access would be coming off of uh, the full covid year and sure. if he would have player access and, and such and whether or not ESPN would would be allowing him to travel and that's when he told me um you know that he had cancer and you know I was just I was floored when he told me cuz you know I, I I knew about his wife I Went to his his wife's visitation, and I just like I hate to say this, but I can't. And I think Waddle said this uh, yesterday. It really is a cruel world because for one family to go through so much suffering, it just isn't fair. Right. But but I guess we can take solace in in, in the fact that that JD, you know, made this world a better place when he was here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt he did, Pat. I appreciate your call. I appreciate you telling us the stories. Thanks. Thank you. Um, We had a, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter, and they said when they're thinking about it and about Caitlin passing away in February of 2019, they said um, when they're thinking about it, they're just thinking of J.D. and Caitlin hugging um, as they get to see each other again. I lost it then, too, when I was reading that earlier today. Um, let's go to River Forest and Leo. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Leo. George, how are you? Fred, actually, that's okay. Can You hear me? Yeah.
5: You know, uh, I've never called into a radio show ever. Ever. Okay. And I, I and I, I know you're. I know you grew up in Cicero, and uh, I'm. My parents are West core are hardcore Westside Irish. Okay. So I spent the last year—I don't know—whenever the COVID crap started. I sit in my garage. I smoke a cigar. I listen to you guys and uh, just listen to what's going on with uh, all the sports stuff. Went to Boston College. I was—I was two years ahead of Waddle. Um, so I—I I feel I have an affinity for you guys. Uh huh. And I just think that JD had a great perspective on the Bears, but I don't really, really, I don't really care about the Bears. I mean, the guy was just something uh, a good guy, um, and uh, his situation was—I uh, i, was, I, 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 I open—I I get my Sun Times delivered every morning. Okay, to my to my to my uh, doorstep, right. You know, yeah, and I, I I opened it up. I'm like, I'm like, I was stunned this morning, stunned,
0: stunned. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's such, hard to believe, when, especially when nobody, uh, you know, most people didn't know he was sick. I knew he was struggling a little bit, but I didn't know how bad it was until last Friday. So, um, I mean,
5: such a good, such a good guy. Yeah, I mean, for a, for a year, you guys got me through the first year of this bullshit with. Uh, uh covid i i'm I'm out here smoking my cigars listening about i'm a huge white Sox fan bold or everybody but i just was it it just was uh i'm sitting here i'm I'm sitting here i'm literally sitting here in my garage and i'm just uh i'm devastated the guy was a good dude i mean and the fact that his he's got his that he lost his wife and he had a son and you know, I had I had I had three Jesuit priests in my uh, house on uh, Christian Christmas morning saying mass. And you know it just is uh, you gotta appreciate life, you know yeah, what I mean?
0: You do. Leo, I'm sorry I ain't gonna let you go. We gotta we gotta move on. Um we got other stuff to do. I want to get to some of these callers. I want to make sure we get to as many as we possibly can. Um, let's go to Hanover Park and Eddie. Eddie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening?
7: Hey, Fred. I just want to uh, call and, and, uh, and, and give thanks to my radio station. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. Okay. And uh, I, I just want to show appreciation uh, to you guys. And, and uh, hearing about uh, J.D.'s death yesterday really hit me because I also lost a, a friend yesterday too and, and hearing Waddle touch on him really, really uh, touched my heart and it gave me uh, acknowledgement of, uh, of the substance that you guys give. Like you guys are real people and I'm, I'm just really proud of my radio station. I'm kind of jealous of JD because I wish I had... The camaraderie with the employees and I, you know, my, you know, my coworkers and, and I just, um, I just want to give thanks because you, it's not every day you can tell people thank you. And I'm really sad for his loss. And, you know, I have a son that's 11 years old. I can't, can't even begin to fathom what, what Park has going through. And, um, I just want to call and and give my support to you guys. And, and, um, it's, it's, uh, it's really sad, yeah. But uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm glad that you guys are celebrating his life uh, and allowing us to share our thoughts too. And, and uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys, man.
0: Eddie, appreciate it. And you bring up a, a great point. And I, I did it at the very beginning of the show. But I, I worked at the other station in town. Um, I don't like to say the name. I worked at the other station in town, and I worked there from '92 to 08, So. That's like 16 years, and I worked a lot of mornings and weekends, and there was camaraderie with the people I worked with, but not as a whole station, not a whole group of people like they have here, and it truly is family here. When you hear them say that, you hear Waddle and Sylvie earlier today, along with Carmen, talk about family, and you hear Danny Zetterman jumping on in. Um it truly is family. They get together on weekends. They the their kids play together. Um they they head over to Waddle's house and happen to pool and things like that. And it truly is a family, uh unlike most other stations. And um yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen like this at most businesses. And I think the people that work here are very, very happy for that, that it is it is that. It is a family, and that's a wonderful thing. Let's go to uh, Burr Ridge real quickly. And Rob, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Rob.
3: Hey, Fred. How you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. Getting by. Uh,
3: yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring a couple points. I'm, I'm actually a cancer specialist, and I'm also a cancer survivor. Um, and I, you know, so I deal with this garbage every day. There's this is horrible disease, and yep. everybody knows it. Just it just sucks, and there's just you know no fairness as we've been talking about. Um, I've been working all day, so I haven't been able to listen to the radio. I'll go to the podcast later um, to just great tributes and stuff. But, um, you know, I, you know, you you try to do what you can and you try to do good good at your job. And then you sort of turn it off and, you know, like yesterday, get in the car and turn on the radio and going to go home to the family. And then I hear this and I was just it just was just I mean, I deal with it every day, but it just hit me. I mean, I had tears driving home yesterday um, because I just I'm a 20. I mean, I'm a 20 year listener like I, you know. I would I would be driving home and you know listen to Bear stuff. I'm a huge fan of all everything Chicago. I would park in the garage in the past, and I'd sit there and like my kids would come out going, "What's Daddy doing?" What like I'm waiting because they said JD's coming on. Like right. I got to know what's really happening, yep. and I want to I want it in a professional way and a in a you know an amusing, educate you know educated way and funny because he's like my favorite you know. So um, and but the points I wanted to make I know I'm babbling but but uh, is is the one is, is he kind of taught, I think it's a good role model to where I think a lot of people, if it's possible to sort of do what you can and do the best you can at your job, but then turn it off and know where your real priorities are is in terms of going home, family, friends, um, and being able to try to separate it. Don't be a, you know, like workaholic. If there's any way you can you not do that. I mean, it's just a great life lessons I think, for people. Um, and the second thing I wanted to bring up is is just the importance of maybe people. I mean, number one, given to the GoFundMe for Parker. I mean, it just breaks my heart. It's just unbelievable. This kid's going to be so strong. I mean, in life because of this horrible stuff. But, um, but uh, is do that, and then if you're blessed enough to maybe have a little bit extra, um, look into like American Cancer Society and other places that do so much good for this horrible disease and the people that go through this. And unfortunately, that I see every day that like. You know, give them transportation of their appointments yep. or gift baskets after they finish their radiation or just something. There's all these programs that are out there that you can look for that would just be great to remind your listeners and the fans like I am to, to you know, give and look into if, if you have a little extra because it goes a long way for people having to go through this garbage.
0: Yeah, and it is garbage, Rob. We really appreciate your call. Um it's not time for me to tell about all my uh, you know dealings with cancer with me and my wife and the stuff we went through. It was hell. And um we heard a person earlier talking about being caregiver. The worst job in the world, a, being a caregiver for a loved one. Not that you don't won't do it. You'll do it, but that's obviously you'll do it. But It wasn't supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be where you have to be a caregiver for the person that you're with, married to, whatever. And um, it's absolutely brutal. And, um, yeah, that's uh, the way cancer is just an... Absolutely horrible, horrible disease. And, yeah, the Amer- I think the American Cancer Society, until the end of the year, there's an organization that actually is going to match everything you pay to American cancer. I don't have it. Go to American Cancer Society. See if you can find it. I saw it on Twitter earlier today. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, we'll talk a lot more, actually, about uh, Jeff Dickerson uh, with uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic here on ESPN 1000.
2: As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN One Thousand, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund.
0: Along with the GoFundMe page, you can also go pick out a shirt from Obvious Shirts. As the guys over there put together a couple of JD shirts, a sweatshirt, and then a T-shirt. They've got them in kid sizes, women sizes and then the uh, hoodie, and um, you can pick those up and order them online, and um, all of the proceeds go to Parker's Fund, Um, or you can just go to the GoFundMe and donate. I just looked here, and the number is amazing. It's almost $470,000, but I think the more amazing thing is to me me is like there's 8,200 different donations, and, um, you know, $10, $5, and then uh, Jeffrey Laurie of the Philadelphia Eagles gave a lot $10,000. And then we've also seen a couple of $5,000 donations Tom Ricketts and uh, the Blackhawks and things like that. So it's absolutely amazing for um, Parker, um, Parker Dickerson, 11 years old after losing his uh, father Jeff yesterday. Um, if you are a subscriber of The Athletic, and every time I would have this guy on, I would always talk about it, and all of the athletic people, because i I got, I'm doing a show on Friday with Brian Hanley, and I gotta read Sahad of Sharma's article, because he talked about five things that the Cubs need to do, or are gonna do, or whatever, and I gotta do that. But The Athletic had, a, the guys from The Athletic and the football department had a great piece today. On uh, them and um, Jeff Dickerson, their relations with Jeff and memories of Jeff. If you get a chance, you're a subscriber to The Athletic. And actually, I think John Greenberg said it's open to anybody, that article, so they can check it out. Uh, we bring in uh, Kevin Fishman of The Athletic. Kevin, how you getting by today?
8: Hey, Fred. I was going to say, it, it's so great to talk to you. I wish it was under better circumstances. But the way, you yeah, know, I've been getting by by listening to you guys all day and, and last night, and I think, the, you know, everybody's got their own um, strategies of, of coping and grieving and mourning and to me with someone like JD I'm just trying to think of the all the happy moments and all the things that made him such an incredible person and, and have allowed all of us to sit here and and uh, and reflect today and you know I'll, I'll, I'll I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll talk about some stories but I'll just tell you a quick one because you mentioned that story we wrote um, my colleague Adam Johns was in wrote about our trip to New Orleans and everyone who's heard about JD, like I called him the social chair uh-huh. of the Bears beat. Like he would order, he would have the reservations ready. He wanted to make sure that Saturday night was the best part of our weekend. Like Sunday was just a footnote. Us having to work, he wanted to make sure that we made the most of our Saturday night. So we're in New Orleans. It's 2017. The Bears hadn't been there in a while. He gets a reservation. He 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 tells me, he goes, "Hey, go to this place, Antoine's. It's this famous place in, in, in New Orleans." Um, and I, I got in kind of late, and I I, I, opened the, I go in the restaurant, and I see a few of the, of the, of the photogs of the camera guys yeah um, at a table. And I said, hey, how you guys doing? We're talking. I said, well, I'll catch up with you later. I'm, I'm meeting JD. And they looked at me like, dude, we're waiting for JD, too. <laughs> and then in walks JD and four other riders. He reserved the biggest table in the restaurant. Um, he had it all planned. He invited as many people as he could. And then after dinner, he arranged a tour of the wine cellar for everybody, uh, and, and that's just who he was, um, and, and that was just a, a fun way to describe how much he he wanted to be about everybody else around, and he wanted to make sure we all enjoyed our night uh, uh, you know, before before games.
0: I think a lot of people are surprised listening to it because you think, oh, the Bears beat, you've got the Athletic, and you got the Times, and the Trib, and ESPN, and all the other people that are trying to get stories and stuff like that, but... I was mentioning earlier to uh, Rich Campbell that uh, back in the day it wasn't it didn't seem as much camaraderie. Now it seems like it's a little bit different. Uh, is that based on the, the guys there or based on how bad the team is?
8: <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. You know, I, I started in 2013, the same year as Rich and, and Dan Weeder and uh, Pat Finley. You know, we all kind of started at the same time. That's cool. And yeah. and so and I think yeah, obviously that was a big change in the organization. It was the first year without Lovey in a while and so you know i i think a lot of change and jd was just this magnet that that appealed to every part of the media room you know the, the tv people the radio people the newspaper writers um you know he he just got along with with everybody and, and you talk about the competition i you know dan uh Weter mentioned the story this morning i'd forgotten about this you know jd was at my wedding uh, a couple of years ago, and he, you know, raced there from one of Parker's baseball tournaments, Wisconsin, and and he he wanted to be there. And I still regret that JD had talked for months about the horror. For those of you who don't know, Jewish wedding, you, you lift in the bride and groom up in the chairs. Right. He was so excited for the horror. And if you're not familiar with kind of the the the, the cadence and sequence of the wedding, you might not know when it's coming. And and he wasn't on the dance floor immediately when it started. He raced over there, and he was able to take a picture. I think he tweeted it, too. And it was just so, like, thinking of him, and, like, that was the moment. He wanted the horror. He wanted to meet my grandmother. He wanted to just be, you know, have a great time make sure everybody else have a great time, while also keeping tabs on Parker's games on his phone because Parker was still playing in the tournament.
0: That's amazing. I mean, and like I had mentioned earlier, there's there's so many things that people have jumped on and said, but I never, when I saw him, anytime I saw him, he was always upbeat. He was always smiling. And you knew if you were working with him or if you were hanging with him, you were always going to have a good time. And that's, that's the amazing thing, especially with all the stuff he went through.
8: Yeah, it's you know, and and Fred, obviously, you you unfortunately know what what some you know have an intimate knowledge yeah. of some of the things that he went through, with with, with, with what you went through, and it's it's heartbreaking. And JD he was just so strong, and and everything was you know when Caitlyn was going through what she was going through it was all about Caitlin and Parker, and to think about. He was still dedicated to his job and being on the air and writing while still being a father and still being a husband and, and doing everything and all, doing all of the smile on his face. He never complained. He never complained. The only thing he complained about, Fred, yeah. was he complained about the, uh, the referees during Parker's games. <laughs> we'd be in the press box on Sunday mornings and we'd huddle around his phone because yeah. that was the way he would have to watch some, if, if Parker's Sunday morning football game. And, and you could see, oh, what's that call? Or why? are why? You know, he, you know, maybe the play call. You know, what? What? You know, for for partners team. <laughs> That's the only thing complain about. But he, I mean, that that was just there. The list of unfortunate and unfair things about this goes on and on and on. But just for somebody like him, who's so upbeat and positive. you know I, I got to see him the Sunday before the Vikings game. It was the last time I saw him. Okay, and. And he was in his basement. He was in his his uh, slammers youth baseball gear, and he was breaking down Parker's basketball game. And we all walked into his house. A few of us in the beam. He said, "Guys, good, pain. I, I'm 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 getting to the 28th. Was his hope. You know, he was hoping to get another treatment. Obviously, right. you know. And and he just kept telling us, guys, I'm okay." And, and he, you know, we all told him we loved him. And he was so, uh, he goes, I had a great meal with John Greenberg. I took a great nap. Now I'm here with you guys. I feel good. I look good, right? He was, I look good. And, and that's what, you know, all the way, you know, and in hearing, you know, some of the guys talk about seeing him on Christmas Eve, um, reading David Hawes' column about being with him, yeah. um, you know, and, and Merck and all those people. And, you know, you saw that positivity all the way, all the way until the end.
0: If you if you haven't got a chance to read David Haw's column, he and Merck were there when the nurse called and said they wouldn't be able to do the um the chemo that he was looking forward to doing on the twenty eighth. And that was obviously um a, a sad, sad thing because um and, and he didn't want Merck and, and David Haw to leave the room. He said, No no, you guys stay here, that's okay. And but they so they could hear the whole thing and and when they were done they you know Haw's article is great. If you get a chance to read it, Uh, David Hawes' article was uh, absolutely amazing. And, um, yeah, I I understand it's never going to be the same. I thought um, what Matt Nagy said at the beginning of the presser today, and I I tweeted that out after the Bears posted it, and I just said, no matter what we've said about Matt Nagy over the years, it's only a game. There's a lot more important things than what the Bears do now, in the future, on Sunday, going forward. It's only a game. And... um, that's there are far more important things than than what happens on Sunday
8: yeah you're right Fred and and uh, I just finished you know writing just a little story just like I would normally do on a Wednesday you know sure. quarterback situation offensive tackle situation just laying it all out there Here we are week 17 and at the end you, you know we always realize how some of that stuff is so inconsequential and then you, you put in the perspective of today but JD was always the one to put it in perspective for uh-huh you know, I, Sylvie told the line that I, I said, I messaged Sylvie last night, which was, I could just picture being a, in the, in soldier field on Sunday. And JD would look at us and say, guys, I know this team stinks. We know what's happening, but look what we get to do for a living. Like that was always his attitude. Again, he didn't complain and he loved, he loved busting chops about um, people focusing on like the minutia. Yeah. Like, this year training camp, he would go up and down the roster. He'd stand next to me. goes, all right. All right, Kev. Which of these unknown guys are you going to write about? And he'd go <laughs> and he'd find the most obscure name on the Bears roster and say, "All right, today this is your guy, isn't it? He's the guy that you because he knew I kind of liked writing about some of those unknown guys." Sure. And he and, and he 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 was just like and, and you know John Greenberg talked about it earlier. Just JD was so funny, like he just had a great sense of humor. Fred, he gave he did a great Fred Huebner. Did he, he did really? A great Fred Huebner impression, <laughs> and and it was. It was the type of impression that you should be, feel honored that he could do, um, and and that's that's just the the type of guy he was. You know, I mentioned you know everyone's talked about Parker, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know I, I coached youth baseball for a long time uh, up in the North Shore. And he would ask for my schedule, and he and Parker would come to games. Not just like one or two games. Like, they'd be at like 10 to 15 of my team's games. Jeez, you know, They didn't know any of the kids, but, you know, J.D. was so focused on Parker's baseball career and wanted to know more about the travel baseball programs. And they'd sit in the bleachers. My dad would be there. They'd sit with my dad, and they'd sit with my wife and my sister, and they'd watch the games. And afterwards, J.D. would come up to me and, He'd say, yes, your second baseman did this, your shortstop did this, and you're doing great. And he goes, here are, the, here are the parents who are being jerks and the bleachers. I'm, I'm going to break it all down for you. Um, it, it was just so, it meant so much that, you know, yeah, he, he liked to be around baseball because Parker loved it, but he was also supporting me, yeah. which he didn't have to take time to do that, and that was just the, the, type of, the type of human he was.
0: Before I let you go, I want to ask you a question because you know Parker and um, um, probably a little bit better than most of the people. Which is his best sport? Is it baseball? Is it football? What, which is it? Oh,
8: that's a great. It. it, it I I'm probably. I'm going to lean baseball. I've seen him play a lot of baseball. Okay. To, in person, and, and that kid, he can. He's an incredible catcher, great pitcher, and it's just he's got that baseball savvy. Like uh-huh. Avi Baez, like he knows the game. Sure. And I used to tell like he, Parker would be two, three years younger than the kids I was coaching. And he was more talented than most of my team. Like, I could tell right away that he had just this incredible understanding of the game, doing things that sometimes they'd have to, like, almost reel him back in because he was doing things that were too good at that level. So I'm looking forward to, you know, and I know all of us are going to do everything we can to continue to support Parker and and be there for him at those sporting events because that was just so important to JD. Like, there was nobody. Brad, who was a bigger fan of their kids' sports teams than J.D. was for Parker. And we're going to do everything we can to to carry on that legacy because, because Parker's an incredible talent. He's an incredible kid, and, and he had two
0: incredible parents. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, Kevin, appreciate you jumping on. Uh, good luck for the last couple of games and, uh, and then whatever goes forward. But uh, I'm sure we'll all be talking about J.D. for a long, long time to come. Thanks for jumping in here today. Hey, Fred, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. Again, if you get a chance, check out the article with him, John Greenberg, Adam Johns, and also Dan Pompey. Great stuff. The David Hall article is very, very good today. And also what Kevin Seifert wrote yesterday on ESPN.com. All great stuff. All wonderful writers talking about um, our guy, uh, Jeff Dickerson. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment after this. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate.
2: All right, J.D., we'll uh, go check out that uh, the uh, media spread that they're going to offer up at SoFi Stadium and uh, report back to us uh, later oh. on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty from you uh, on ESPN 1000. Jeff, here's the beauty of this. Yes. Already scouting it out. Uh-huh. Filet mignon fajitas. <gasps> Just saying. Oh, I mean, so yeah, it's not like the meatball sandwiches we get at Soldier Field. For real? <laughs> but, Dude. I mean, and they have co- they have packaged, pre-packaged Cobb salad. Stop it. They have like, it. A, like a variety of things. You know what? I'm going to snap a picture and send to you guys. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I, Tweet what it what out, JD. I'm not trying to step on Ross's feet. He loves the, the media meals across the country. But if you saw what they have here. Yeah, it's I, unbelievable. Ten, ten, so I'm going to go. Yeah, J.D., tweet it out. Uh, we will retweet you and tag Rob Domofsky as well. Oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't. No, lost, uh, Ross Tucker will get mad at me. He has more right. the market. On Listen, the, it's your uh, first time there. I think. dining experiences from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. But I will text Rob privately to see where his level of agitation is at. And on a scale 1 to 10, usually on a good day, he's at a 7. Today, I am going to guess he's probably at about a 13 <laughs> or 14.
0: That was uh, J.D., and uh, he loved his food. We, he loved his food in the press box. He loved his food everywhere. A lot of great stories today about J.D. and uh, food, and um, we love the guy. Absolutely loved him. Uh, he always made us laugh. He always made us smile. Um, he, and it's tough when you're talking about the Bears. To laugh and smile. It's not always that easy. Um, one thing I wanted to get to, and by the way, $477,000, the GoFundMe is up to the Parker's Fund. And don't forget, you can go grab and uh, go to obviousshirts.com. They've made a couple of shirts for JD and um, all the money that they raise from the shirts. All of it goes to Parker's Fund. Um Sylvie's a Kirby Enthusiasm fan. There are other people out there that love the show Kirby Enthusiasm. And on the very first episode, I think it was this year, Albert Brooks was on. And Albert Brooks, um, his real name is believe it or not, Albert Einstein. And Albert Brooks was on, and the sec the show was about him put throwing a faux funeral for himself. And the reason he said it was he was getting tired of going to funerals when people would be and talk all these nice things about the person that had passed away. And he said he wanted them to talk nice about him before he passed away. He wasn't sick or anything, but he thought it would be nice if people came and said all these nice things that they would say after he passed while he was still alive. And technically, it was kind of like a tribute episode because his brother, Bob Einstein, who played Funkhauser in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He passed away a couple years ago. So it was kind of like a a way to give some um, respect and some kudos and a tribute to his brother. And um, the faux funeral was very interesting. And it just, I was thinking about it today. And make sure you get a chance. I brought this up a little bit ago with my buddies and my pals, and I haven't been able to see much because of COVID and everything else. And I was always working weekends, which I'll stop doing in a couple weeks. But tell your family and your friends you love them. I mean, make sure you do this when they're here. Make sure if there's a friend that you want to get in touch with, you do it now. And you do it before you have to do it at their funeral or their wake. Um, it just is, it's just is—it's so special. At this time of year, it's even more special. And there's not much snow outside. You can go travel and see people. Wear a mask. Sit outside. It's not even that cold out. Um, do those things. And uh, I love the guy. JD was a great guy, absolutely loved him. I can't wait, um, and I'm sure that those people out there that want to see Parker play ball, want to see Parker and um, be it basketball, be it um, uh, be it baseball, whatever it is, uh, you won't have any problem. I'm sure we'll have the schedules for his games coming up right here as he's playing them in uh, the future year. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. I'm done. But Black and Abdallah are going to jump out in right after this here on ESPN 1000.